Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of It's Like This Everywhere. My name is Dana. You might know me a little bit better as Hustle Goddess. <laughs> um, and it's good to be here. Good to have you here. I'm going to get right into it with a content warning. Uh, for those of you who don't already know by now or can't tell, <laughs> my background is Sicilian and Jewish. I'm white. This podcast is about my experiences and opinions and will eventually contain interviews which will be the opinions and experience of others. Every opinion I form and express is my own and is subject to change as I gather more information through research and personal experience and they're not the professional opinions and they may not be as thoroughly researched as you'd even like them to be. And I'm saying this because it's important for you to understand that other than the intersections that I exist at, I'm speaking from the outside looking in. I'm not speaking for anyone but myself in this podcast, and I really appreciate and hope that my content will still resonate with you in some way, and I hope that it does this strongly enough that you will not only subscribe but also be an active contributor in the conversations that we'll be having. Each of the podcasts are very personal to me, and they contain touchy subject matter, and so I just like to have a general content warning about the fact that the, you know, episode is gonna be emotional. It's gonna be really raw, and so since the last episode that I did, I've actually still been kind of feeling emotionally raw, and even though I'm really sure that this podcast, you know, knock on wood for me, is going to be big and great and have lots of content to discuss about both my life and other people's lives when I start to interview, it's a lot more emotionally draining than I thought it would be, which is feeding into this kind of freeform structure that it's taken on, which wasn't my original intention. I actually originally thought that this podcast was going to be like autobiographical and very chronological, but then as I would write it stopped making sense to do it that way because why would I tell you about something that happened 10 years ago when what feels most powerful to me is working through what's going on now and I'm in the middle of like my healing and my trauma over the past couple of years. You know, it it felt very silly to try and think of emotions as a chronological thing and so now everything's very free form and I really appreciate the feedback that I get because that also aids in this structure. And so originally, like I said, I was going to do like chronological and things like that. And so I still want to remind people that if you want to hear the celebrity gossip and things like that, please feel free to submit those questions. I halfway expected people to want a lot of like celebrity tea um, just from like my time being in entertainment, but I also really want to thank the people who are giving me feedback and enjoying just how I tell my story and how much they are seeing themselves in the story because that really is the point of this whole thing. The whole point of this is you're going to listen to it and you're going to relate even just a little bit to what I'm saying and then eventually what the people I interview are going to be saying. So in the previous episode, what we looked at is what it takes to leave your home country. And so now it only makes sense to look at what it takes to go back to your home country, uh, which is called repatriating, if you're fancy. Um, however, before I get into officially moving back to the States in 2002, 
Um, there were times that I would go back and visit my family before the pandemic as like little kind of vacations in between working at Ebrew or school. So those times are worth covering because those were small tastes of what most people call reverse culture shock. Um, and those were the little tastes before the big wave that I'm still kind of in of reverse culture shock uh, hitting me now. Um, so as I go on, I, I do want to acknowledge the fact that I wouldn't say, and this is something that I do struggle with, I wouldn't say that Kenya is completely my home or the U.S. is completely my home. So just for the purposes of clarity, I'm going to refer to the U.S. as my home, but it's really challenging for me to just let go of the idea that Kenya is my home completely because I can't let go of it. it. It was my home for so long. So for clarity purposes, when I say my home, I'm probably going to be referring to the U.S. Um, but while I was in school or working at Ebrew, I would go on those little vacations. And it wasn't really long enough for me to need to get a place or a job or anything. I was just staying with my parents and it was nice. Um, but it always kind of had me feeling like I was on the outside looking in, in a way. And that feeling has never really subsided. I still have it and I still am working through it. But uh, I was actually just speaking with someone who lived a few years abroad. I want to say in like Amsterdam for like two or three years. And they were the first person other than my sister to acknowledge the idea that I thought felt silly, but I'm happy that someone outside of, like, my family said it. And even when, after they said it, I, like, I teared up a little bit, just, like, having that kind of recognition and that release. But they recognized that it was harder to come back to your home country than it was to actually leave, right? It was harder to repatriate than it was to become an expatriate as as the opposite of that is. But even though they acknowledged it and it was like freeing in that way that they did, it didn't really change my reality because the reality that I'm trying to communicate with you here is is that when you move abroad, people expect you to be unfamiliar to culture and customs. And they get more excited for that cultural exchange. Um, and they get more excited for you the, the better you're able to adapt, right? Because when you're moving from one country to a different country, your home country to a different country, you're working to, you know, exchange cultures and adapt and familiarize yourself. And that's like an exciting aspect of cultural exchange. So when you go back to your home country, total opposite, right? No one really takes all of that change and all of that cultural adaption that you had to do into account. No one gives you a lot of grace, let's say. No one has patience for you as you work to catch up and the interest in your experiences are casual at best. You know, like people might ask you questions here or there, but half the reason I even do this podcast is I'm working through like how challenging it is 
to come back to a country that even though I grew up in it, it feels so foreign to me. And these little vacations were glimpses into adulthood in the States. And it honestly made me more afraid to move back when I would take these little vacations because I saw people struggle with things that I thought felt so much bigger than any of the struggles I was going through in Kenya. It felt so much more complex, and it still does. The U.S. is such a more complex place to be than a lot of other places, in my opinion, but it definitely felt more complex than being in Kenya. And it was more complex because the U.S. is inherently more expensive. Um, it is, it's quicker moving. It's a faster paced country, you know? And, and so when I was in Kenya, even though I was arguably doing a lot of the things that I was seeing people struggle with in the States, it felt like I was really like dodging a bullet in a way. Right. And it was hard to, to come back and see and take those like little vacations where again, I didn't have to get a job or an apartment and I was like just chilling and I was seeing people go through that. And so Another aspect of coming back and seeing people go through that was I also was coming back and seeing glimpses of my parents aging. And that was really scary for me. And I didn't want to acknowledge it for a long time that I would be back maybe once or twice a year. And every time it's like, oh my goodness, my parents are getting older, you know, and, and health becomes a bigger concern. And it's this scary kind of unavoidable truth because People change and people age whether or not you're around to see it every day. And I was seeing it only, you know, once every few months. And so it felt so much more abrupt, right? But one of the more powerful things that you learn, that you realize when you repatriate and that you have to kind of grapple with that's part of reverse culture shock is something that... Of course, my very brilliant sister said to me, but it's applicable in so many different situations and concepts, is that people do not stay where you leave them, all right? People do not stay where you leave them, all right? And in pretty much every situation, it's unfair to expect them to do it, right? But naturally, the world keeps turning, the world keeps moving, people don't stay where you leave them, right? So when it finally came time to come back and face American adulthood and what that is, I was already feeling very defeated, <laughs> but it was as if someone snuck into my life and moved everything three inches to the left. Like I could recognize everyone and it felt very familiar, but I was going to continue to trip and run into things for a long time and I still am because... Nothing is exactly where I left it, right? Don't assume that being a child in America would prepare you for being an adult in America if you miss those adult developmental years because I had spent my whole childhood in the U.S. And without being able to mess up in the U.S. in my 20s, in those developmental years for adulting, I didn't really have a success strategy when I came back. And... Although people don't stay where you leave them, things do. Things stay where you leave them. So I was back in the States without most of my things because like my marriage, I left 
everything back in Kenya, right? And the story for my marriage, I will eventually talk about it, um, but I am going to save it for a different episode in the future, uh, likely one that I will have to drink pretty heavily to do beforehand. So I know people are asking about it and it will eventually come, but you know, like I said, this is touchy, tough subjects, toughy, touchy and tough topics, but you know, I'm working through it with you guys, right? But so I don't want to leave you feeling like, especially now that I've just mentioned some really tough stuff that over a year later, I'm still feeling stuck because I'm not, right? I am grappling with a lot of feelings. I'm grappling with feeling like an alien and a little bit out of place. And I miss a lot of the things and people back in Kenya. And the same way it's tough knowing that my loved ones in the States didn't stay where I left them, it's also tough knowing that the people I love in Kenya are continuing to move on with their lives without me there too. But for my loved ones, no matter where I am, I will always be in their corner cheering for their success. And it may feel big and unfair that the world keeps turning when you want it to just stop. (laughs) But when I say that people don't stay where you left them, it's not always a bad thing. Because as people move, they grow. So in this long way... Uh, long enough to fill up a podcast, I'm trying to tell you to be gentle with yourself and know when it's time to seek comfort and regroup, right? And if you think about it, if I think about it, if my family truly stayed where I left them, I would not have my nephews and I wouldn't have a little niece on the way. My parents would still be in our well-loved but absolutely falling apart childhood house. I'm so thankful they moved out of that thing. (laughs) But I also would not have the strength to put any of my life out into the world like this. And I want to acknowledge that it's a privilege I do not take lightly that my family is my comfort zone. And if it's not one that you have, I hope you have found or made yourself a comfort zone and that you utilize it, all right? Allow yourself the space to rest intentionally because good choices are rarely ever made from a place of stress and pain, okay? So that is where I'm going to leave you with today. The original version of this script actually had a lot more to it because the other half of moving back is tackling the feeling of defeat. But that's going to be next week's episode. So please remember to like and subscribe and, you know, turn on notifications, leave a review, do everything you can, because I really know that these concepts are relatable. You know, I know that you're listening, someone out there is listening, and the world feels a little bit closer, right? Because it really is like this everywhere. We're all sharing the experience together. So have a good one. Give yourself a little space. Give yourself a little grace. And I will see you next time.